We're gonna write a book about everything So many things that we can explore Documented in a series of podcasts I'm not sure what we're doing this for Flight 29's big book of everything Burn all the textbooks cause they're obsolete It's our attempt to rewrite history By making podcasts every other week Hi, I'm Dan, and I am collectively known as one-third of Flat 29. Now, we've had some scheduling conflicts this week and haven't been able to put together an official chapter for you, unfortunately. But what we have got is a selection of extra clips and bits and pieces that were not included in earlier chapters of our Big Book of Everything. So that should keep you busy for the next 35 minutes or so. And we will see you in two weeks' time with our next chapter, which should be on the topic of time. Here's some extra stuff. Bye. This first clip was taken out of chapter 27, Birth. I think that one of the best things about having a baby, I imagine, is that you can eat some of their food and play with their toys. Do you agree? Um, yeah. <laughs> Play with their toys, maybe. Uh, maybe not eat their food. Have you eaten a rusk recently? I've not eaten a rusk. Are they good? They're really nice. I've had a rice cake, but not a rusk. They're like milky biscuits. Well, rice cakes, you can eat a rice cake anytime you want, Charlie. Eat one now. It's true. You it's know, true. it's fine. But rusks are for babies, but they're delicious. I went through a stage when I was about... 16 <laughs> when um <laughs> when i was as well as going to the news agent and uh, buying booze uh by a friend who had the most facial hair we would also go and buy rusks and we'd eat them <laughs> oh, right. i'm cool it's a crazy world you live in Dan. i know but they're they're really nice i'd recommend you try them out they're they're biscuits but they're a bit more milky and they're just really nice what about have you had any pureed apple recently pureed apple i had stewed apple yeah yeah, yeah. Stewed apple, but not pureed. It was it was suitable for adults. Okay, again, I, I would recommend. Apple like? Is it nice? It's nice. It's really well, nice. It's like it's Just like apple a, and sugar. Sort of, yeah, mush made out of apples. Yeah, <laughs> because things like apples are much more enjoyable to eat when they're in a mush form. This is typical of Dan. He's in the class of very very boring food. I think you're right. I'd not thought about it before. He likes to just mush food up so, it's it's, yeah, so it's you don't point. know what it quite is <laughs> and then just use it for sustenance. That <laughs> just like put every meal in a blender and drink it. I mean, you'd be happy with it. I would be absolutely delighted. Dan's living his life the opposite way around. Most people end up drinking out of a straw when, you know, they're old and yeah. dying. Dan's drinking out of a straw now. I can't wait. He just wants some sort of beige blend of something yeah. that he can swallow. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. I've not really thought about that before, but that is that does tie in with my bland food love because babies don't really have strong flavours, do they? No, that's, they that's don't. That's a rusk as well. It basically tastes of nothing. Love it. Absolutely love it. Dan's little rule is if I can tell what type of food it is, that's bad. <laughs> that's bad, yeah. <laughs> if I can taste it, it's too strong. <laughs> but baby food is nice. But what about baby toys then? You must enjoy playing with baby toys. Oh, yeah. I've actually got a recording of me and my brother... Uh, playing with one of Martha's baby toys. It's like a little piano with a microphone. Oh, nice. And uh, oh, we brilliant. did a version of Blur Song 2 on the piano, <laughs> I heard that. which I've it's actually got a rendition of. <laughs> okay. 
That's what happens when you leave two grown adults with a uh, baby's toy. <laughs> they just go wild. They are amazing, though. I've got. I was playing with a friend's uh, baby's toys uh, the other day. Just You're the, ba- with the a baby, baby. The baby wasn't like. there. I went, can I come around and play with his toys? <laughs> and uh, he's got a really cool keyboard, similar sort of style. But there's also a little uh, kind of like plastic DJ deck on the left hand nice. side, <laughs> and it makes it all. Sort of noises. It's amazing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I did a version of Walk This Way. Yeah, <laughs> very <nice>. similar. Nice. <laughs> um, but the other thing to do with babies, uh, as well as buying them toys and food for yourself, is to buy clothes as well that you enjoy. Like fun clothes that you can dress them up in. You could dress them up as uh, one of the guards outside of Buckingham Palace. Yeah, and have them guard your house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they can't move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lesson in self-control. <laughs> and if you've got two children, you could reenact the changing of the guard. <laughs> Why you'd want to do that? I don't that know. is a reason to have twins. <laughs> Film it. Put it on YouTube. <laughs> the changing of the guards when you change their nappies. <laughs> so they're, they're dressed up like well, the guards still, yeah still dressed in their yeah. skin hats yeah, and stuff got these... <laughs> that'd be great babies why not dress one up as a gnome and it could like mime as a name in the garden yeah that's good a lot of your ideas Rich involve the baby just standing outside it's completely still <laughs> it's because Rich is too afraid to go outside because he's scared of everything out there yeah and also I think you're just a negligent parent <laughs> no. no you're not negligent you're not just you just you just want some alone time so just for <laughs> yeah. just for like one hour a day just look look i need a yeah. break go and stand dead still in the garden i'll give you a little fishing rod and you can be a gnome <laughs> you'll catch that fish one day <laughs> we got instructions for an ikea bed in a big book of a recipe to make bread in a big book of we got the bees to the sun and naked pictures of your mum in a big book of everything. Next, some Christmas outtakes taken from our 12 Days of Christmas special. When I was a child, Christmas was fun. <laughs> Strong start. <laughs> Strong start. I'll start, I'll start now. Okay. But also, you get lots of little things in the stocking, don't you? Just to sort of fill it out a bit. That in in that. W- uh. <laughs> You're right. There's nothing else to say. You're going well. You're going well. <laughs> I'm going to shock you. I've not had Rich, an advent. Can I just, can I just <laughs> quickly say, whenever you do a section, you go right up into the mic and it's quite terrifying. <laughs> just suddenly you're talking normally and then you go, I'm going to shock oh, you. I'm do this. <laughs> <laughs> so try that again a bit more normally. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Bow down unto me. <laughs> <laughs> it is like God suddenly pops up and uh, tells me he's going to hey, shock you, me. Hey, you, what are you doing? Right. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm going to shock... Hang on. Right, okay. I'm going to shock you. Let's do it. Right. Are we recording? Let's get that going. <laughs> Recordio. 
Recordio. Audio Recordio in the Christmas <laughs> Chordio. <laughs> That's my like Harry Potter spell. <laughs> Recordio. <laughs> Reco- Podcastimus. <laughs> Podcastius Recordio. <laughs> 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 I went to see Harry Potter the other day. Oh, the new one. All right. Yeah, it was all right. Hermione, arm the tape recorder. <laughs> Hermione, arm Podcast. The following clip wasn't included in Chapter 26, Spies. Now, there's a lot of spies out there in the world, and we've got to be aware of their presence. I think we should do Flat 29's official guide to spotting a spy. How can we alert the listeners to signs to look out for when assessing people for whether they're a spy or not? Anybody who reads a broadsheet newspaper by holding it up in front of them. Yes. Because nobody actually does that. No one's got hands and arms big enough, really. No one actually holds it up in front of them. They rest it on their lap, don't they, Charlie? Really? Or yeah, on they table. fold it in some way. They don't hide behind it in that way. Hmm. Yeah. Then obviously if there's holes cut out, you know, that's a shit spy. <laughs> obviously <laughs> a spy. <laughs> yeah. I think the dead giveaway is a spy is usually quite a fly guy. Okay, so rhymes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically that was just look so out I could for say anything, that sentence. Look out for anything that rhymes. Yeah. So uh <laughs> If they're eating a pie, they're probably a spy. Yeah, uh, if they're a guy, they're probably yeah. a spy. If their shoes are untied. If they're Thai. If they're Thai from Thailand, yep. They're a spy. Where there's really um, a large percentage of the world, over half, are, are spies. If they let so, out a uh, cry, they're probably yeah. a spy. Yeah. yeah, if they die, probably a spy. Before we go yeah. on forever Don't doing worry this. about them then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yes, Charlie. How can I'll just I say about you? the thing with the eyes being cut out. Um, I was yeah. uh, uh, in New York and the, the uh, transport police, they were looking for ticket dodgers jumping over kind of the turnstile to get into the subway. Yeah. And the way they'd done it was by sticking up some posters on a window and then cutting out eye holes and looking through those. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they are shit spies. They were, well, that's, well, I quite like that. Clever spies. How about just going up to a stranger and saying code words like the eagle flies at night, that kind of thing, and just seeing how people respond. Yeah, if they just, you know, go, oh, and run away, you know. Or if they, like, mug you or knife you, then they're probably not a spy, just a common or garden mugger. Whenever, whenever you see anybody sitting on their own in a public place, like on a park bench or in a pub, just go up and say random sentences to them and see what yeah. happens. Exactly. You can get involved in an exciting adventure. And you might make a new friend. It's true. Like, do you jump on the desert, fox child? (laughs) And then if they're not a spy, but they like the sound of it, then you can just go and do that. And they say, why? Yes, I do, uh, eagle boy. Let's go. And there you go. You've made a quirky friend. Called fox child. Spying doesn't all have to be about, you know, business. You can have a bit of fun with it, I think, is yeah. what we're trying to say here. How else can you spot a spy? Spies wear ties. Yep, correct. Yeah. Are we back on this? <laughs> yeah. I no. Thought, I thought we were gradually moving away from rhymes, okay. but it always okay. comes back. <laughs> yeah, uh, spies have a lot of supplies. <laughs> oh, yeah, Christ, I'm, I'm just going to stop now. <laughs> uh, what do you do when you spot a spy? How do you confront them? You shout, hey, that's a spy. <laughs> hey, spy, get back here. And they're like, oh, no, you got me. They will give up straight away. This is the thing. It's a bit like um, Tag or something. I think we should have a sitcom called 
blowing my cover. <laughs> okay, sexy sitcom, right? And it's about a man spy and a lady yeah. spy. Oh, now what you're describing, Rich, is probably an already <laughs> existing romantic comedy. There's got to be something like that. What was that film, um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, with um, yeah, Brangelina? That, that is already a film. Was that basically the same thing as what you just Th- said? That was called Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and this and is this called, one's called Blowing My Cover. <laughs> and it's a, so a yours sitcom. is different because it's got a different title. <laughs> Okay, well, that is fine. Charlie, in the world of romantic comedy, that is perfectly valid. There is no problem there at all. So let's do it. It's not a romantic... It is romantic and it is comedy, but it's more of a television-based sitcom rather than a lush rom-com Hollywood production. Is it still gonna star Brangelina? No, it'll star some, like, low-profile characters. Who? And, um, We need to make a combined version of their name. Okay. <laughs> for this to work. It'll be Tina and Terry. <laughs> okay. Um, um... No, that doesn't work if they both begin with T. <laughs> the combined version of Tina and Terry is just Terry. <laughs> Rich, you could never write for Heat magazine. I hate this idea now. This I hate this, this idea. This could have really struck a chord. Have that. I ruined it by enforcing uh, tabloid magazine rules? Basically, what I'm saying is blowing my cover. Blowing my cover sounds like a euphemism, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, I think we guessed that. I don't and that's think... why my sitcom would have been great. Because it's called Blowing My Cover and it's about... But I ruined it by getting bogged down in uh, combining actors' names. I'm sorry. I can't apologise enough. The male and the fe- the male guy's a bit of a Lothario and the yeah. female's more straight-laced. And it's okay. all about how their spying missions intertwine. Okay, and as well as um, blowing my cover in a spying sense, they're also uh, finding out, she finds out about his sexual uh, escapades. Yeah, it's like a sexy And then gives him a blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's not a very co- realistic uh, <laughs> sitcom. No, but it's got, I think it's got legs. It's time for another flat 29 hit A comedy song and then we'll talk for a bit Damn girl, you're looking flat 20 fine But when we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes When we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes And when we're eating breakfast, dropping flat 20 rhymes And when we're in the bath, dropping flat 20 rhymes Now on this podcast, drop some flat 20 rhymes Flat 20 rhymes is the section where each chapter we make a brand new song about the topic For this extra chapter, we haven't got a song But what I thought we could do is have a listen to an older song of ours. Uh, This is a song called Fire Alarm, which is from our album Love You, I Like You, which is available to buy on our website. Just go to flat29.com, click on music, and you'll see all of our CDs there. This is Fire Alarm from that album, which is a song about a persistent fire alarm uh, going off at inopportune moments during the day, and also features a verse from Brian Wilson, who we've been talking to on this podcast over the last couple of weeks. This is... Fire alarm. Burning down, I'm gonna be 
I guess I better go outside and see what's going on It was getting really boring till the fireman came along They had a big red engine and a massive spouting hose The sight of which inspired all the ghosts to drop the clothes I don't know what it is about those funny little hats All they seem to do is rescue fucking cats They polish up the ladders and the fireman's pole And rescue silly children who have fallen down a hole selling our music on the internet. I think part of the problem is people are reluctant to pay for things online which are not physical objects. So things like an MP3 download. I don't mind paying for that. Some people don't mind, but some people do mind. What about we could, um, you pay, say, like £10 and I'll come round to your house (laughs) and make you a toasted cheese sandwich or something. (laughs) Yeah. All we need is a big shipment of bread. Yeah. (laughs) um, Some contacts in... The cheese industry. Cheese industry and the cold meats industry. Yeah. And 
a pat-tested George Foreman <laughs> lean grilling machine because <laughs> I'm glad you specified pat-tested. I don't want one of my clients getting electrocuted and there being a massive insurance legal battle. There's no use crying over melted cheese. So in practice then, someone goes onto their website, then they click on, I don't know, like maybe one of our CDs, and it says £5 for the digital download, or £10 if you want Rich to come around and make you a sandwich. On a safe tasting device. (laughs) And there's like, FAQ, Uh, how recently has the George Foreman been test tested? Well, within the last six months is the answer. (laughs) Uh, What kind of fuses it's got in? Uh, A 13 amp fuse. (laughs) Will this affect the quality of my sandwich? (laughs) Varies depending on filling. I mean, I'm doing this as an aside to like maybe music. Maybe we failed and we can't sell music. So we just have to pimp ourselves out. Let's conclude that straight away. We failed. That's a given. We need to go into the sandwich industry. The bespoke, on demand grilled sandwich industry. So that's one idea, but maybe we could open out into other areas that we feel are achievable and cost effective. Are you talking along the lines of food delivery or branching out even further than that? Maybe we could have a thing that plays on all our different characteristics. Like, Charlie is, well, learned. Yeah, he's a wise sage. Basically, he's like an essay writing service. Okay, that's good. 3,000 words. Yeah. 3,000 pence. (laughs) What does that work out? Is that 30 pounds? Hang on, I've got a man in my ear. Yes, it is. I feel we could charge more for that. It'd be an exceptional essay. He'll do it in 3,000 seconds as well. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. When I look on iTunes Dom, 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 dom What do I see? Dom, 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 dom Poetry Dom, 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 dom Poetry in motion Perfect to rearrange Flaps when I do a podcast It comes out every two weeks It's so full of amazing content Sometimes it makes me want to eat This next clip comes from all the way back in our very first chapter Chapter 1 on the human body so when you hear that there's going to be a show about human body, what you normally expect is all sorts of horrible, useless facts. So for example, uh, oh, if I was to lay out all the organs in my digestive system, I would have enough to uh, like comfortably insulate the roof of a two-bedroomed terrace house. And so that's the sort of thing you expect from a, uh, no, a show. Wouldn't. And we're no different. We're going to do this. So what is your most useless fact about the human body that you have found sort of on the internet? So we're talking facts that have no practical application and not even really interesting. You sort of hear them and you just go oh, oh all right I'll, I'll tell you some here we go okay. um f- apparently children grow faster in the springtime 
That is crazy. There we go. There's that a bit of a, a lie. But I've got a boring one. Um, the average human bladder can hold 13 ounces of liquid. You don't even measure liquid in ounces. Who deals in ounces? That doesn't mean... I can't pounds in ounces is a, is, a, is a measure of weight. It's not a measure of volume. I so, want to know, you know, how many pints can my bladder hold? I'd like to yeah. know. That would be useful information. Well, my favourite unit of measurement is bags of sugar. So I'd like everything to be measured in that. So I'd like to know how many bags of sugar my liver could hold. Any but, idea? But they've made them one. One bag of sugar. All right? Are you, well, that's are you fine. Talking, I'm happy are you with that. new bags of sugar, which are, what, they're half kilo... Bags, oh. I mean, bags that you haven't quantified bags, they come in different sizes. I'm sorry, I just don't know. I see. <laughs> <laughs> so really, what you said is, I, I want something that I can imagine as a, as a unit, but I don't know but it's particular unit I'm imagining. Yeah, exactly. I just want to have a vague visual representation of what it might mean. I want so to imagine said, my bladder full know, of sugar. My bladder can hold, you know, the size of six bricks of fluid. Yeah. You would know how much that was. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely imagine that. That's fine. Okay, what about... Uh, your thumb is the same length as your nose. Is that Everyone's true? doing that now. No, that's absolutely everyone's crap. Checking. No, my thumb's quite a lot longer than my nose. Yeah, I, I'm surely that changes. Un- unless they mean just... like your nose and it extends into your skull back yeah. towards your brain and the entire... If you were to separate your nose and dig it out completely from your brain... If I pushed it... my thumb into my eyeball, would that work? Yeah. If I pushed my thumb up my nose... I don't think if I, if I forced my thumb out my nose... I don't think they would reach, you know, the end of my thumb would reach the, the top of my I nose. I smell I a think challenge, it, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would jam it into my brain before I got, you know. I guess so. Well, we wouldn't recommend it then, I suppose. Yeah, the that, conclusion to that, that is. That's don't. not good. So, okay, another one. Uh, your skin apparently weighs twice as much as your brain. What are you going to do with that, eh? Think about that I one. No. <laughs> that ah, oh, the mind boggles. What, what about Moving one, on. <laughs> well, what about the one that your kind of your, the length of your forearm is equal to the length of your foot? I just don't like. I just struggle to care. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's That's about just not working. It's, it's, it's it, about Charlie, right, but it just it, it's completely and utterly worthless as information. I mean, what's you going? You're going to go and shop for shoes by like putting shoes along your forearm <laughs> and going. Oh no, that's about the right size. This is probably the right pair for me. So, um, have you got any more there, Rich? Yeah, what about the fact that your brain is 80% water? And like another well-known fact is that your body is 70% well, water. So yeah. why is your brain more water than the rest of your body? That seems weird, because surely your brain would be more critical to have more well, stuff going on in there. Isn't it down yeah. to cell composition and how most of cells in... You've got the nucleus, then you've got... I guess I so. I suppose we're I getting a I don't remember now. my edit biology. I don't want to go into it. <laughs> but I remember most cells are made up of cytoplasm, which is mainly water, which is the vast composition of cells. Therefore, your brain has an awful lot of cells in them. So, you know, gram for gram, it would be mostly water. I think that's probably correct. That probably is. Okay. But, um, it it sounds boring. unreasonable. <laughs> <laughs> probably correct, but boring. <laughs> yeah, based on based on general scientific principles, it's probably right, but who cares? Well, I'd just like to know uh, how many bags of sugar my skin weighs, or how many bags of skin my skin weighs. <laughs> can I can I slap you in the face of another fact? Feel free. Then. The human eye is the same size throughout your life; it never grows. So when you're a baby, you've got the same. That is true. Babies, size babies have massive swim. eyes. Yeah, they look ridiculous. They Who do, thought of they, that one? Like, if, you at, if you look at a newborn baby, they kind of have big kind of goggle eyes. Like they all got. The moral of that is, if you're a baby, have plastic surgery on your eyes to make them smaller. It's <laughs> stupid. Like, and I then think it's plastic a, surgery except later. that your health bulging eyes. <laughs> and a right. soft spot on your head, which you can poke. 
<laughs> there is babies that weird, aren't That's weird. Have you ever seen it? It, like, pulses. It's not... It, oh, it's freaky. It makes me really feel like weird. I'm going to accidentally slip and press into their brain. Don't like it. You ever, <laughs> like, genuinely, it kind of goes like... That's really frowned upon if you accidentally it, press into a baby's brain. My dad's always on the internet. He goes online all the time. My dad's always on the internet. He's taking over his life. Oh, daddy, won't you talk to me? Sorry, son, I'm just doing a tweet. Seems like I only speak to you on Twitter, dad. At my dad, do you remember me? Hashtag, my dad's always on the internet. He's taking over his life. The following clip wasn't included in Chapter 27, Birth. We're into the second year of Flat 29's Big Book of Everything, but this isn't the first podcast I've done, guys. I've been doing podcasts since I was a tiny baby, and I would like to prove that to you right now by playing you a little clip from the first ever podcast I did, aged, I think, 21 months? That's just under two years old for you month year fans. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. So, let's have a little listen now. This is my first ever podcast. I'm gonna write a book about everything. So many things for me to explore. Documented on my mum's old tape player. I'm not sure what I'm doing this for. Would you like to tell your joke? Oh, yes. Tell your joke. Let me look. Who's that? Twitterang. Try it again. Try it again. No, no. Knock, knock. Say it. Knock, knock. Who's there? Twitterang. No, you just say twit. Twit. Twit who? Twitterang. Hands. It's time for another flat twenty-nine hit. A comedy song, and then I'll talk for a bit. I'm looking flat twenty-five. When I'm in my buggy, dropping flat twenty rhymes. Twinkle, twinkle. Little star, how I don't want you all Up above so high Could I run in the sky? Daniel when he was 21 months old. There we go. What do you think of that? First ever podcast. That's amazing. I tell you what, I think you were a better singer then than you are now, Dan. It's all gone downhill for you. You're probably right. You're at your peak at 21, man. (laughs) You can see the um, budding comic timing there from the first section, which is me trying to tell the joke. Uh, The joke is, knock, knock, who's there? Twit. Twitter woo. But my kind of style is, knock, knock. Who's that? <laughs> You're a bit premature with your punchline. Yeah, I'm quite excited you? to get to the punchline. So there's the famous comic timing already present at 21 months. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was me age 21 months. But what were you guys like as, as tiny babies? I was recorded when I was a child. My dad used to tape Christmas dinners for some reason. Oh, right. <laughs> it's nice. really weird. And he, I, I, I'm just hearing this back from my brother and sister, but he used to like hide it at the back of the room so no one knew they were being recorded. <laughs> He was like a fly-on-the-wall documentary maker. He went through a phase where he just wanted to, like, record just real-life 
you know, real life happening. Wow. You know, what was that? And it's quite interesting. But yeah. The main thing that comes from the, a particular recording I remember is that I'm getting really bored with Christmas dinner and obviously I'm not sat at the table anymore. I'm just running around. <laughs> and I'm, I've, apparently I'm carrying a knife, but it's just like a sort of regular eating knife. You yeah. know, not a really sharp one. But I'm getting around to everyone <laughs> saying, sharp knife on you. Sharp <laughs> knife on you. <laughs> and that's what started your descent into knife crime. <laughs> yeah. Give me all your money or sharp knife on you. <laughs> It's <laughs> really a little fit choice going, sharp knife on you. Aww, so, that's um, cute. I was just really, really um, aggressive as a child, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> threatening all my close family relatives oh, with nice. a knife on Christmas Day. But yeah, that's just one of the funny things I remember. What, what were you like, Charlie, as a, as a tiny baby? Well, I don't know, because... Um I've lost them all now, but there used to be tapes when I was born because we were in America. Is this one of the things where you've burned all records of your past? Sure, let's chalk it up to that. Because <laughs> we, we, we came across that when you, we were looking through your school stuff for the education podcast. Oh, yes, my vampire yeah. of the vanities. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, 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 what is left? What remains? Well, um, I don't know how much actually relate, more, more the memories, Dan. Okay. I think, okay. the, hard, the hard evidence is gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's been two weeks since I last saw you I wanna know where I stand I think I'm falling in love with you Baby, can I be your podcast man? This final clip was taken out of chapter 26, Fairy Tales. Now, in the land of fairy tales, ladies get a rough deal. Most of uh, fairy tale ladies' time is spent waiting around for some chump to come and rescue them. And it must be pretty boring, I think. So what do you think fairy tale princesses do to while away the hours while they're hanging around in showers? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I made that rhyme, but I enjoyed it. Probably in fairy tales, they bake some cakes. Yeah? Say that when they rescue, they can go, well... Yeah, I'd like to be rescued, but I'm quite hungry now. It took you a while. Let's have a cake. Thing is, that's a difficult thing to time because you could be waiting there for years. You know, how long was Princess Rapunzel? Is she a princess? I don't know. How long was she up in that tower for? Bloody ages. I don't know. Quite a long time. She'd have to have a constant run of of cakes. She'd definitely have to make a cake that ages well. You know, not a Victoria's (laughs) Benz. I'm thinking more like a Christmas cake. (laughs) Of course, she could fake the cake and therefore it would just stand on the windowsill enticingly and it'd be fine. Oh, that's a very good good idea. idea. That's a fairy tale type thing, isn't it? Where the smell wanders throughout the land. Yeah, but then they get there and it's just polystyrene. Maybe she's just playing cards with her mates. Yeah, probably. (laughs) On an Xbox in the corner. Not Call of Duty, (laughs) because all fairy tales are in the olden days times. Oh, okay. She's playing card. Oh, just on a card, on a fish. With cards, yeah. (laughs) Playing cards. What you do... What's the rules of cards? You slap your friend in the face with the card. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they have to try and say card before you do it. <laughs> right. And if they don't, you accept the slap in the face. If they do, then they get two free slaps with the card. <laughs> what else could they do? They could play some sort of correspondence-based game where you have to send letters to someone, like uh, chess over letters. I mean, it's boring, 
but what's that one where you draw a bit of a person and then you send it on to somebody else and they draw a bit more that's and fold good. the paper down that's good i like that, do that consequences that you could yeah. play yeah but who's who's doing the other bits of the drawing bambi Bambi, what, down, like, outside. She checks it out to Bambi. Yeah. Bambi knocks out a doodle <laughs> and um, chucks it back. Yeah, yeah. knocks it to a squirrel to give it back. Yeah. thing about Bambi is Bambi has opposable thumbs. <laughs> yeah, little known fact. Little known fact. That's yeah. what, why it made it all the more tragic when her mother died. <laughs> it's not just any deer. If only my mum had opposable thumbs. <laughs> It was good, though, because it meant that he could hold the tissue better when he was wiping away the tears. <laughs> what, what could you do in a forest if it's burning down and you've got opposable thumbs? How do you get out? Um, you can opposably pick up a bucket <laughs> of water and start putting the fire out. <laughs> good answer. I, I like the idea that, um, where, but that maybe all the princesses who were trapped in towers and down mines and wherever they're trapped. Is there a princess down a mine? I think so. That's <laughs> not enough. I like, I like the idea that they're all corresponding with each other while they're waiting to um, be rescued. Okay. Well, so they've all got Messenger. Yeah, they've got MSN. And they're contacting each other. So Snow White. I mean, she's not trapped, but one might say she's trapped. The in dwarves a... are sort of keeping her there. Yeah, they're her in captors. a sort of you know, she'd feel bad to leave. Yeah. She's socially trapped. <laughs> um, no, she's bigger than they are. She she can get a better swing with the pickaxe down the mine. What about like will, will these um, these uh, princesses on their status? Will it say? Trapped, trapped in a tower. Lol, you know. Yeah. Lol. WTF, man. Trapped in a mine. It's just got current location. <laughs> it's just got trapped. <laughs> yeah. Trapped in a high tower. I need a raffle copter. And then who's who's gonna come to save all these princesses? Is it us? Um, it could be Bill and Ted. What's the guy who made Microsoft? Bill Sykes. Bill. <laughs> Who's Bill Sykes? Oh, hang on. Bill Sykes is like the, the, the bad guy in Oliver Twist, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, there are many similarities. So basically, the princesses are trapped. They've all got MSN yeah. and they're chatting to each other. And Bill Gates is like, hang on. There's a lot of uh, bandwidth activity in Never Neverlands. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to yeah. go and save those bitches. <laughs> Because let's bring it into the modern... <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then he pops in his rufflecopter and off he goes. Yeah. Maybe Will Smith would be a good candidate. I can imagine him being, like, someone that would rescue... That would make a good buddy movie, wouldn't it? Bill Gates. Yeah. Bill Sykes <laughs> and Will Smith. Like, bad boys, but with... Bad Bills, because Will could be called Bill Smith for that film. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Bill Smith, <laughs> <laughs> Bad bills, and uh, that's brilliant. To, to tap into that, they also have ducks bills on as well. That's just part that's of that. That's just weird. That's <laughs> just weird. But okay, do you think Bill would do that? Which one? Any of it? <laughs> no. Let's be realistic <laughs> about it. It's not going to happen, is it? He's got you know people to do that for him. <laughs> Things to do, bitches to save. That was it. That was a disparate collection of clips of varying quality that we deemed too shit to go in the final chapters. Hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you in two weeks' time for our next chapter. Bye! Slide 29's big book of everything Another topic down 
for millions to go We've covered that in enormous detail There's nothing else you could possibly want to know This. So Jamie Oliver, uh, how was he made? How was he born? <laughs> how was he made? I think it's quite widely known that Jamie Oliver's not actually human. He's a genie. He's a genie. Yeah. <laughs> and um, when they were, his dad was cooking in the pub, he um, <laughs> he rubbed the gravy um, jar boat. He rubbed the gravy boat and. Um, <laughs> then Jamie Oliver came out, fully fledged as like a twenty-year-old male, and uh, started cooking. And he was like, "Oh, that saves me having to do any recruitment work. I've got a genie son." And he performs gravy-based wishes. That's why he speaks like a Cockney because he's a genie. Yeah. What? Co- what? A genie's <laughs> Cockney? Is that well known? Well, no. But genies—they're always a bit sort of like. A bit out there, aren't they? And loud. So <laughs> I'm using it, it Aladdin as a basis for How many genies have you met? Well, you know, like the genie in Aladdin. The You're Disney basing film. it on Robin Williams' performance. He's, he's not a Cockney. He's Robin he's Williams. Not a Cockney, but he's, he's a comedy character, isn't he? It's, it's he a fairly kind of an representation of someone from the Middle East. <laughs> Rich, you are claiming a lot of knowledge about genies. You're claiming to be the expert. Yeah. Well, <laughs> seen a few in my time. <laughs>